Hello and welcome to Prepare the Answer podcast. So good to have everyone um, tuned in today um, just to hear some thoughts on just how to answer people, answer skeptics, uh, presenting evidence for Christianity. Um, do you ever just wish that you had um, information ready at hand? Do you ever just feel like, I just wish I could remember that information that I read, you'd read it somewhere and someone asks you a question, about the age of the earth or about dinosaurs or about books of the Bible or something along them lines and you just wish, I wish I could remember um, a handy phrase or something enabled me to answer them because there's so much information in our heads, so much stuff we take in and it's just hard to assimilate that information in a way that we can present that to people and that would uh, again make sense Um, and again it just bugs me, I don't know about you, but it just bothers me sometimes I can read so much but not actually remember. Uh, Well, Along with presenting information here about why I believe Christianity is rational, reasonable, it's logical, it's consistent with nature, consistent with our life experiences, and present evidences from many different areas. And whilst I want to do that, one of the things I really want to do with this teaching ministry is be able to give information that you can actually remember. So if we know all this stuff, but we fumble over our words all the time. Not that that's necessarily a horrendous thing, but if we're always fumbling over what to say, you can never recall what you've learned. It's quite frustrating. So in other words, you often hear this thing about an elevator pitch. So if you're out and someone asks you about why you're a Christian or why you have hope, First Peter 3.15, the reason for the hope that you have, and you should be able to do it in what's called like an elevator pitch. So the time it takes to travel up an elevator, which usually, again, you're looking at maybe somewhere between 10 and 20 seconds, maybe slightly longer if you're a rather large shopping mall. But again, being able to describe what you know, but in a handy little way. And let's be honest, it's hard to remember everything. So that's the goal of what I have on here. What I want to do through this teaching ministry is present evidence in a way that you're going to remember. As I did in a recent podcast on evidences on, you know, doctrinal issues. I had acronyms for that. So what I'm going to do today is, this is um, key evidences for God in a memorable acronym. Um, I have mentioned this many times before. but I don't think necessarily so much I've done a podcast on it of late, maybe other blogs and so on. But a handy acronym it's unforgettable to present the key evidences for God. And for me, this is about the five key evidences out of really six or seven. This is the five of them all together in a word that you will not forget. So believe me, you will not forget this word when it comes to belief in God and explaining rationally why you believe in God. And the acronym today is, and again, you've probably heard this from me before, maybe you haven't. The acronym is FAITH. So faith. The key evidences for God are all summed up in that word. Again, they're all, we're going to go into them in detail, but faith. So F-A-I-T-H. And they all present the five key evidences for God that if you remember them, you've remembered enough. And again, the more details you know on them, obviously the better. But that's just five key evidences to help you out. You will not forget that word. Faith. So what the F stands for is first cause. So also known as a cosmological argument. You don't need to remember that. You just remember first cause. So how did the universe come to be? One of the key areas of belief in God that makes a belief in an intelligent designer logical is the sheer fact that we stand on an earth as part of a universe that exists at all. And where did all that come from? Where did the matter come from? You might be able to explain it. And, and actually, to be honest, I believe the Big Bang is a good explanation. 
But who caused the Big Bang? Where did that come from? Where did all the material come from at that particular point in time? So first cause, what caused everything? It's okay to be told where, you know, how it came about, but what caused it to come about? You know, um, if something begins to exist, then it has to have a cause. It's a scientific principle. If something begins to exist, it must have been caused. It can't be cause itself, and it can't, um, you know, it has to be caused by something else outside of itself. So, first cause. Again, first piece of evidence against cosmological argument. You can look into this. It's much more logical that whoever did cause the universe to come into existence well the attributes of the universe probably tell us something about who caused it to come into existence um it was someone logical it was someone personal um it's someone powerful it's someone who was outside of time and space because he created time and space and matter and energy so someone outside of all them things because them things can't cause themselves so someone that sits above all them things so again i haven't said the, the Christian God right now, I've just said the likelihood is it was caused by someone outside of the universe. So, first cause, a fantastic argument to make God a rational, logical explanation. And that's F in the faith acronym. A uh, stands for anthropic principle. And again, what that's all about is the fine-tuning of the universe. Anthropic principle, um, all about the fine-tuning of the universe. So again, another really incredible piece of evidence, evidence is to describe why God, again, is a much more logical explanation. Fine-tuning, what do I mean? Well, there's many, many examples of the anthropic principle. Um, one of them would be um, atmospheric gases, so we just have the right amount of oxygen and carbon dioxide in, in our atmosphere for us to survive. It's just the perfect amount of oxygen that we need, about 18%. Also, we have you know, the expansion rate of the universe, also known as a cosmological constant, um, it's probably the most astounding one of all, actually, the rate of expansion of the universe. Not only just at the moment that the universe is expanding, uh, um, which showed the fact that the universe hasn't always been here, but also the, the rate of expansion at the beginning of time. The parameters that were involved there are actually quite scary. The, the amount of production of matter and antimatter at just the right levels to, to cause the universe to be able to exist. It's quite astonishing, even way beyond me, I have to say. Um, but the other one is gravity. So we've just got the perfect amount of gravity to keep us fixed on the Earth, to make things coalesce at the beginning of the universe, but not too much that things implode. So again, this is the anthropic principle. I've mentioned maybe three there. As I said, there's, there's many, many, many more that you can look into. So that's A, anthropic principle. And we go on to I, of our faith acronym. I stands for injustice. And if without injustice, we can't have justice. So this is the moral argument. Um, an incredible argument to point towards our God. Uh, what do we mean by that? Well, we mean that we all have a sense of morality in us. Um, we all believe there's such a thing as right and wrong. And people will say, yeah, well, but that's just environmental or cultural. or And like, well, yeah, I mean... We all the, the key bit about morality is that we all hold each other to a standard. So we don't act as if our morality is subjective. If someone skips us in a queue, we say something. If we see someone um, abusing an old lady out in the street or a child or anyone for that matter, we do something. Um, if someone cuts us up in traffic, as you see someone um, bullying someone else, you, you do something. And, and not only that, but you tell them that they're doing the wrong thing. It's injustice. We are all aware of the sense of injustice. Without justice, there is no injustice. Without 
You know, as C.S. Lewis said, there can't be a crooked line if there's no such thing as a straight line. If there's no such thing as an objective morality outside of us, objective, then we have nothing to attest, we have nothing to, 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 to point to when we give off about someone acting a certain way. It's just a, they could just turn around and say, well, you sub, you're just your own opinion that beating people up's wrong. It's your own opinion that skipping the queue's wrong, that stealing my dinner's wrong. You know, try telling people that one. Um, clearly that's not going to happen. So this is injustice, the moral argument. Um, the next one, so it's F-A-I, injustice. And next one is T, it stands for testimony. So this is the testimony of literally millions of people over the world who've all claimed to have incredible experiences where their lives have been transformed. Now we can look to characters in the Bible, some of the most incredible experiences you'll hear of. People like Paul, people like James, the brother of Jesus, and many others that establish well the, the evidence for the resurrection, in fact. But testimony of changed lives, like my life, like millions of other people out there, like hundreds of people you'll meet on the street that have had lives transformed. This is more anecdotal evidence. It's not necessarily objective. But the volume of it, the people, the details that people give, the fact that they can do things that were never accomplished by any other means except this experience with what they believe to be something otherworldly. Um, and we all can testify. In fact, you talk to people today, a lot of people say initially, yeah, you know, I, I don't believe in God anymore, but you know what, I do believe there's something out there. And I'm like, well, what what is that? Well, I, I don't know. I'm like, well, why are you so averse to belief in an intelligent designer? You know, you know there's something more out there. I spoke to someone on the street, sharing my faith there last week. He started off by saying that he's not sure, he may be an atheist, he's not sure. By the end of the conversation, this this schooled guy that goes to university, he looks like a professor to be honest, admitted to me that he, he thinks there's, he believes in aliens. So he started out the conversation believing that God wasn't likely and I thought it was going to be one of them conversations where your belief in a designer gets mocked and it turned out he believes in aliens. I was like, I didn't mock that, but it was an interesting um, diversion in the conversation. But again, we had quite an interesting conversation. But T, testimony, the power of testimony a power of change lives. So F-A-I-T, you know we're going next. It's going to be H, of course. H stands for history. And this is a multifaceted part of the evidence. So history stands for history of the Gospels, um, the history of Jesus, history of Jesus in terms of the resurrection. This points to many different pieces of evidence, but it's an historically based um, religion. Christianity is based on history. All the points of the Bible and history all go together as one. There's nothing that stands against it. It's a historical document. Read Acts. You read the book of Luke. You look at um, Luke the doctor, you know, investigated things for himself. From an investigatory point of view, it wasn't based on subjective feelings. It was based on who they, you know, lots of historical details. And again, one of my favorite ones that's coming up time and time again at the moment, and I will share on this more in the future, is the history of the resurrection. So the resurrection, is, as evidence that points towards God, it's one of the most incredible, or points towards, again, just the idea of Jesus being who he claimed to be, that the history of the resurrection is one of the most incredibly objective, verifiable um, pieces of, again, of evidence that someone can go to. So again, this is faith. Again, this is easy to remember. You may not remember all the details I just gave there now, and it may be the first time you've heard some of these things, but nonetheless, it's F stands for first cause, the cause of the universe. A stands for anthropic principle, the fine-tuning of the universe. I stands for injustice, justice, moral argument. Um, 
T stands for testimony, the evidence of changed lives. And H stands for history, which again is multifaceted, but it talks about the history of Jesus, Christianity and the resurrection and many other things as well. So faith, that's a handy acronym for us to keep in our mind. And he, look, there is, there's five key pieces of evidence here. And it's only five among many that for most would point towards the idea that God is a more logical explanation for this universe than, than to say that there's not. Um, and again, that could breed further conversation. Um, so just to say, um, if you want to go on and um, I want to get in the habit of listening to a blog during the week and the habit of uh, pointing out further resources. But in the meantime, I'll point you towards my own blog, which is www.preparetoanswer.wordpress.com. So www.preparetoanswer.wordpress.com. Please go on there. Um, send any comments you have on my blog. Um, if you're having difficulty with that, I know some people have had, I hope they get a website set up in the future. Um, but if you want to go on to Facebook, so just put prepare the answer into Facebook um, or Pursuit of Truth, actually. I must double check. I've got two different ones there. But again, you can just drop any comments, any likes, anything you would like to see covered, any questions on this material, any questions you have about the Bible or objections you've heard. Um, again, and I can at some point, um, maybe not too rapidly as I currently do my masters and um, deal with with all the things that life throws at me. Um, but again, just to answer some of these queries, um, I've recently been refreshed myself just by being on the street. I'm currently studying with someone, the Bible, someone, and we've reached one of the studies where we look at our life and our conscience and and sin and really what Jesus came to do. So I hope that um, whatever I can do can help us be out there practically talking to people. Um, there's no point keeping information to ourselves. There's no point keeping good news, the gospel, so to speak, for our, to ourselves, and, and it's completely wasted. We've got to get out there with the good news and share it. So please, if you have any thoughts on today, if this is any help to you, if there's anything else you'd like to hear, please drop me a line. Uh, please drop a comment or whatever you, you can. Um, you can find a way to get through to me. Um, many thanks for listening today. I'll be back again with you soon.